You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Alexa, Stitcher, any of those smart devices, and of course, Spotify. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts, and we've got some actual basketball that was played last night as the Pelicans did fall 128-116 to the Chicago Bulls. But we finally got to see this team in action, meaningful minutes to an extent. It's preseason, and we'll break it all down here in this edition of Locked on Pelicans for you. And then preview the game tonight, as much previewing as you can do for a preseason game when guys aren't likely going to play. But we'll let you know kind of all about that, as well as update you on some roster moves that the Pelicans made over the weekend. So all of that and more in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So preseason has started and the Pelicans did fall in their first game, 128-116 to the Chicago Bulls. Game was on NBA TV and then, of course, the rest of the games are going to be streamed live on Pelicans.com, even though they're not going to be on TV. Otherwise, you've got to be within 75 miles, I think it is, of the Smoothie King Center to be able to get them. But still, good news because we can watch this team. And we did because we're excited about some of these guys and some of the new additions to this team. And frankly, you know what? Even in that loss, which really only happened in the fourth quarter when the Pelicans were leading and you weren't really concerned about them maybe getting the end result here when you have backup guys in there. Um, you know, so they might have lost the game. But overall, I think you have to be pretty happy with what you saw out of the starters. Anthony Davis basically played 16 minutes. He was 5 of 9, 55.6%. He hit a 3 after Randall tossed him a ball. That was an assist right there. Finished with 13 points on the night. He basically did what we thought he was going to do, and there was no kind of surprise there. He looks good. He's Anthony Davis. You saw Julius Randle and Alfred Payton, the other guys, kind of the new guys here, get some more extended run, knowing that they just kind of need to get up to speed. The coaching staff wants to kind of see what they can do. And Julius Randle, who I think you guys can tell I'm very high on going into this year, really kind of lived up to the hype for me, basically a shade under 25 minutes. He was 5 of 8, 62.5%, 0 for 2 from 3. We're not really expecting him to shoot many threes or make many threes, and if he's taking a lot of threes, then we're going to have some issues here. But he finished with 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 turnovers, and a total of 15 points. More importantly, though, he got to the free throw line 8 times, making 5 of them. Alfred Payton played about 25 and a half minutes in the game. He was 2 for 10. His shot was not there. And he missed a couple easy looks at the rim too. 0 for 3 from 3. We were kind of expecting that he's not the best shooter as we've kind of seen throughout his career. So you're not necessarily looking for those numbers with him though. 2 of 10 is definitely concerning. Finished with 4 points on the night. Did get to the free throw line once and missed it. Um, But more importantly, he finished with 4 assists and 8 rebounds. He was actually the leading rebounder for this Pelicans team, while Julius Randle was the leader in assists when it came to this game. Those aren't reverse numbers. It shows you the kind of versatility in what this Pelicans team wants to do. Anyone can grab the rebound and just get out and run, and that's how they're kind of trying to do it. Whoever gets the ball, then push. And they started this lineup of Holiday, Randle, um, Moore, Peyton and Davis, and that's the lineup that Anthony Davis really said anyone can kind of play point guard in that, and we saw it tonight. 
So that's a team that's going to kind of get out and run. So Peyton, bit more mixed than Julius Randle in the kind of opening game for this Pelicans team. Drew Holiday, though, uh, shined and basically looked like the Holiday from the playoffs last year. 7 of 9 from the field, 77.8%, 2 of 4 from deep. That's excellent. 4 assists, 2 rebounds. He had just 1 turnover, finished with 16 points on the night, and he was the Pelicans' leader in plus-minus at 14. That's very, very good, and more importantly, you saw the defense kind of live up to it as well. So I think you're going to have to be pretty happy with kind of the way he played, and hopefully if he carries that form over, this is going to be a very scary Pelicans team. And the more I've watched this team, the more I've thought about it and kind of looked at the interactions in practice and training camp, I think they have a chance to be really good. Um, each one more, of course, was out there in the starting lineup since we're recapping those guys here. 3 of 7 on the night, 42.9%. Just kind of was like a ho-hum night for him, which is really when you have those other four guys out there doing what they do, you know, really all that it takes. And before we jump into some of these other guys that I really want to highlight, particularly Jaleel Okafor, who played exceedingly well before leaving with an injury, we'll have an update on that as well. Let's talk about Frank Jackson. I think this is a guy that most Pelicans fans were really excited to see out there. Well, he finally got to play some meaningful NBA minutes. This is what I said I've been waiting to see. 19 minutes, 17 seconds, and he took 14 shots in those time in that time. Didn't shoot particularly well. He was 5 of 14 from the field overall, 4 of 8 from 3, so he made one non-three-pointer. But 4 of 8, he's shown off a bit of a shooting stroke. He got to the line twice, grabbed 6 rebounds, didn't really have many assists, just 1, but finished with 16 points on the night. This is a guy I think is kind of anxious to prove that he belongs, really wants to be out there, and is maybe making up for lost time a little bit. Kind of liked what you saw at times defensively, but you can still see he's a little bit overwhelmed with that. But again, it should come with some time, and he does have all the tools and the athleticism to make him a very good defender. So it was nice to see him out there. You have to figure tonight against Atlanta, he'll get a much greater run, since I don't know if we'll see Drew Holiday or Anthony Davis playing in this one, but we'll save that for later in the podcast. So before we talk about Jaleel Okafor, the injury, and an update on that, look, this is going to be a very good Pelicans team, and we all want to be there in person in the Smoothie King watching them. There's nothing better than that. Or just go and see your favorite band, go to the theater, get an experience. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. You know where your friends sit. You want to be near them. It's way more fun that way. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more. Save some money. It's always a great thing. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code Locked On. L O C K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, as in Locked On Pelicans, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help get you to your favorite live event. 
So we knew the starters were going to play well in Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. We knew the new additions of Alfred Payton and Julius Randle are fairly locked in, and there's not really a ton they need to prove to us. And I think at least uh, Randle lived up to the hype. I'm not sure quite there on Payton yet, but give it some time. And there were other guys we wanted to see. We just talked about Frank Jackson and how he played. But what about a guy like Jaleel Okafor? I think this was a player that everyone wanted to see and has high hopes for. He's got that. He's just dripping in potential and all of that as a former number three overall pick whose career just hasn't gone the way that he wants. Well, we got to see him on the court. And frankly, he looked good for the most part. I think you really had to like his offensive game. Four of seven on the night, including just a dirty spin move and dunk over. I'm not even sure what Bulls player it was, but just bullied him down low. Grabbed seven boards, had one assist during this time. Um, and uh, where are the numbers? There we go. Two turnovers. That's what you're always kind of worried about with bigs. And two blocks as well. Finished with eight points on the night. The defensive side left a little to be desired. It wasn't bad, but of course, the backups that entered the game right around 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter really let the Bulls go on a huge run, and that's really where they won the game. Not so much when the Pelican starters were out there or the major rotation guys. It was more when you had Garland Green, Darius Morris, Troy Williams, who we're going to talk about in a second, Kenrick Williams, Brandon McCoy, who we'll mention as well because he's a new addition to this team, and all of those guys are really where you you saw things kind of go downhill. But Okafor was a pretty impressive player in that, at least offensively. And you have to wonder if he's getting limited minutes, maybe he's a guy that can kind of carry your second unit and be that scoring big for you down low that still keeps the Pelicans kind of in the type of offense of what they want to do. He showed how he's surprisingly athletic. He ran the court after getting rebounds a couple of times, initiated the offense that way, and he just kind of did what you expect him to do, and it was good overall. Towards the end, he did roll his ankle. He walked off the court under his own power, a little bit gingerly, but not terribly so. But then it has been announced for an injury update with him. He had an x-ray. I don't think we've gotten anything yet. Um, And then he's going to be getting an MRI tomorrow. Um, today. Sorry with that. So hopefully we'll get an update. You have to figure he's not playing in Atlanta tonight on uh, for this game on the second night of the back-to-back. So we'll see what happens there. But of course, it wouldn't be a Pelicans game unless some big was getting an MRI on some part of his body. But overall, Okafor played pretty well, and we've got to hope this isn't any kind of serious injury whatsoever because he kind of makes you feel good about making this team and then maybe having some sort of not major role but a role that's not minuscule going forward other guys who played with that second unit didn't fare too well with much garland green has a lot of energy out there but he finished one for four from deep on the night So his shooting wasn't there, but you know what? He did get to the line six times. And when you look at this game, you'll notice Randall got to the line. Davis just got there twice, limited minutes. We know he's going to get to the line um, fairly frequently. But outside of Randall, no one really else really did it that's a major contributor to this team this coming year. But Garland Green did six times. That's the second most on this team in this game. That's a good thing. The Pelicans have bigs who are going to get fouled. Other guys are going to get fouled when this team plays in transition, so you want them to get to the free throw line and take advantage of that. Garland Green managed to do it. I always love guys who, when you're not shooting well, you find a way to impact the game in other ways. Getting the line's a good start. Overall, not the greatest night from him, but certainly better that he got to the line and can make an impact that way. 
Another guy to talk about was Troy Williams in that other spot, you know, who these guys are fighting maybe to make the roster as kind of a wing contributor. Four of seven on the night, one of three from deep, and showed he really has a bit of a shooting stroke and can make some plays. Again, they're both long shots, maybe one stick, so we'll see. Um, Kenrick Williams was out there, not really much of anything two of three from the night. Darius Morris, who was on the podcast last Friday, and I'm just personally rooting for very well with the connection going to the same high school, being also an awesome interview. And if you haven't listened to that, you definitely need to. Not very impactful. You kind of forgot he was out on the court at times, unfortunately. was 0 of 2 and didn't run the offense particularly well like you were really kind of hoping he would do. Size is decent, but he's got to kind of make some more of that. So hopefully he'll get a chance. And all of these guys are going to get a big chance tonight in Atlanta as they take on the Hawks with, you know, likely guys not playing him that. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Other things to note from this game, though, was the defense interior uh, on the interior was pretty rough at times, but it started with the perimeter defense. You saw guys driving and getting into the lane and scoring that way. The Bulls had 72 points in the paint. Pelicans need to limit that. That's a lot. But that started on the perimeter, then them going inside, not necessarily the ball being down low and guys bullying the bigs. I think it starts the other way. Hopefully with time, that gets a little bit better. The Pelicans have struggled with that in years past, but they did improve as the season wore on last year. We'll see if that continues. The Pelicans did score 54 points in the paint themselves, getting the ball down low. I mean, that's Randall, that's Davis doing a lot of that, and you saw Alfred Payton getting down there, trying to drive as well. Those will come. That number should get higher, particularly as they get out and run even more. Speaking of running, they didn't have that many fast break points. That's okay, but this team played with a blistering fast pace. 115 on the night, 115.12. I don't quite know how that works out, but 115 uh, let's round it to that. They played with a pace of 102.72 last year. So they were up about 13 possessions. Now, the Bulls play fast too, but that's a lot of possessions. You know, so the Pelicans are getting the shots. They're getting the looks they want. They've just got to get them to fall. They took on the night 97 shot attempts. They averaged something like 88 last year. Of course, that number is going to go up as the pace goes up, but that's kind of the range I think the Pelicans really would like to be in, but that's on the high end. But you saw it. Someone grabs a board, they run out in transition, and they initiate the offense that way. I'm kind of already in love with point forward Julius Randle running the break with this team and making plays that way. You see it's very different from DeMarcus Cousins, who kind of did it from the free throw line extended out on the blocks, kind of. Here, Randle does it everywhere, and it's pretty fun to see, and I'm excited for more dribble handoffs between him and Anthony Davis as the season goes on. But in terms of the pace department here, which is something we'll be tracking all year long because this is kind of the theme around the team, they were fast. So before we get into a couple other things with this Pelicans team, look, the Locked On NBA podcast never went away this summer. It was here five days a week for you, and it's still here for you every single day. Locked On NBA is your daily national NBA podcast. Every Monday, get the local experts on the biggest stories and then stay with Locked On NBA all week long with daily 30 minutes on everything going on around the association. Follow for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast locked on NBA. So other news with the Pelicans go on. Of course, they've got the game in Atlanta tonight, second night of a back-to-back. I don't think you're really going to see Anthony Davis or Drew Holiday play. I think you'll see other guys play, but we'll, we'll kind of see what is going to kind of come out of this. Alvin Gentry said before the game against the Bulls, he wanted to play a lot of the um, summer camp 
um, training camp. There we go. That's the word I'm thinking of. Training camp invitees play and give them a fair shot at making this team. And also, they have a legit shot at making this team. So I think you'll see them all kind of get some significant run out there. And I don't think this team is really worried about trying to figure lineups out or anything like that. We'll see if Miritich maybe plays. He sat out. So did Darius Miller with injuries. They said they'd kind of been dealing with those throughout the start of training camp. We'll see if they play or if they're just going to be cautious and have them rest. But since they didn't play last night, maybe that's kind of a time to ease them back into everything. In terms of on-court stuff as well, the Pelicans signed Brandon McCoy out of UNLV. He was undrafted, though he played in the summer league with the Milwaukee Bucks and then kind of signed a contract with them for training camp, but they did waive him. Um, This is back on September 17th they waived him, so he was just recently signed by the Pelicans. He averaged in uh, in 33 games, averaged 16.9 points, 10.3 rebounds, and 1.8 blocks for the Rebels out there. So I think they kind of look at him to be maybe that mobile big, add some depth. Notice we didn't really talk about Czech Diallo from this Bulls game because Diallo didn't play too well in it, unfortunately. Um, And maybe they just want some insurance there, at least in training camp, see if maybe that pushes him a little bit further. In terms of Okafor, he's getting an MRI. And of course, we will have any sort of updates here for you guys should things come out of that. Though, if I had to guess, and I'm not a doctor, so don't really listen to me when it comes to this sort of thing. It didn't look that bad, but certainly it warrants being careful with it. You're not going to see him play tonight. I think that's a certainty. Uh, And hopefully it's nothing big. I think we'd like to see him make this Pelicans team. And he played particularly well in the game. So certainly a good thing. He did leave on crutches. And his right ankle, the one that was injured, was completely wrapped in ice. So who knows? We'll wait and see as that goes on. So, of course, enjoy the game tonight. It is being streamed on Pelicans.com if you're in the New Orleans area within 75 miles of the Smoothie King Center. And that's going to do it for the podcast today. Basketball is back. It was a lot of fun watching this team get out there and run. Again, 115 pace. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. And as always, I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media editor of LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.